following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk for No Politics. Okay. Here on the BICBP Radio Network, I am your host, Andrew Lenz, and before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. Joining us today are Mario and Luigi. We're going to learn some inside tricks to Super Mario Brothers 3, but first, this commercial break. Plus six free strategy guides on a hot new game. That's twice the power for still 15 bucks. Wow, call now. And we're back. Go ahead, caller. How do I get from world three to world? Don't ask me. Call for Nintendo Power. Operators are standing by and the call is free. Subscribe now and get the first strategy guide. 84 pages of tips on Super Mario Brothers 3. You'll warp through worlds faster than you can say spaghetti and meatballs. So make the call already. All right, so uh, it is video game time. I almost said movie review time, but <laughs> it's not. No, movie that's movie. not my specialty. No, no, no. That's, that's that's not my specialty. No, it's video game time. Once a month video game episode with Matt Johnson from I don't know the BICP network equivalent to Conrad Thompson. We'll just put it that. Is that the? Uh, I am the new uh big cheese at the network we'll yes, say that right. so then the network is mine you can call me emperor matt johnson now uh that is the name i want to be identified as going forward no nothing has gone to my head you know i don't have a massive ego or anything but uh you may henceforth refer to me as emperor matt johnson that is because chris has bestowed you with the matrix of leadership over at the network and you are now known as uh johnson miss prime there you go that's what i should refer to you as <laughs> johnson miss prime chavitas that doesn't even sound good <laughs> chavitas <laughs> prime <laughs> that's oh that's a good one <laughs> yeah you're, you're like a prime in my eyes you're a prime now you're, you're thank a prime. you you're a prime which is very highly regarded uh I guess Chris is like the sorceress, gave you the He-Man power sword, and you stand outside the podcast precinct and say, by the power of the podcast precinct, I am the big cheese. And you turn, and then you turn Prince into the mighty uh, pup deucer, your dog. (laughs) Just like (laughs) He-Man turns Cringer into Battle Cat, and you go riding off into the podcast sun. Yeah. I would... I would like to see that in like a black velvet painting right up in the podcast precinct. You riding a bigger version of print. <laughs> I could <can laughs> probably, I could probably make that work with a sword in the air. I think that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> black velvet though. It's got to be a black velvet painting. Oh yeah. Well, I could, I, I'm going to have to work my Photoshop 
um, skills. I'm going to have to work my Photoshop skills and uh, make that happen. That would be awesome. So today for video games, uh, we're not, our topic is the, what is it? Pretty much dead now, dying or dead video game magazine. And our love for them, what they meant for us in the early years before the internet exploded into what it is today and how they were the go-to for what? Everything imaginable if you wanted to know something about video games. Yeah, man. Video game magazines were like, oh, they were the best, right? There's there's so many different, you know, just pros. I mean, there's so many pros to it, but it, you know, I, I, I mean, the magazine industry in general is like gone, right? I mean, it's still there a little bit, but it's gone. But there's something just special about video game magazines. You can really tell a lot about somebody when you've seen them with a certain video game magazine. I think the the big one and the earliest one that I can always remember is Nintendo Power. I know Atari had one. Excuse me. I know Atari had one for what years or not? No, but right around the video game crash, and then all of a sudden, I remember one day my dad was like, "Hey, do you want a subscription to Nintendo Power?" And I'm like, "What is Nintendo Power?" And he kind of showed it to us, like what it was. And I was like, yes, this is what I need in my life. Even though I cannot remember any Nintendo Power other than the first one. But it was the first video game magazine that I can remember where it, it told you how to actually beat things instead of just going, where do I go? What do I do? I don't right. know what to do. Or if a game was good. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, when you hear like Nintendo Power and obviously a lot of Nintendo games were licensed by Nintendo, uh, whether or not, you know, a game was good or not. But that was the strength because you got to remember when Nintendo Power first came out, when when some of these early video game magazines came out, the Internet was not prominent, right? Not every household had a computer like they do nowadays. Uh, So it was kind of cool to see, you know, what was coming out. There was no but that was your way to know what was coming out. You know, that I remember being young and my parents weren't going to buy me magazines and being surprised when I like when I go and see like this new game that I've been waiting for and hoping for comes out like it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. Uh, and that was the beauty of, of some of these, you know, this older this this generation of, of, of magazines that uh, for video game users. I know people with boxes and boxes and boxes of them. And uh, man. I could just legit just sit down that I could just sit down and just read through them all day, every day. If, if I, if I, I used to love looking at the older ones, like going back and, and looking at some of these, but Nintendo power, I know was the first major one, I think. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing, I mean, there might've been a couple unofficial magazine producers, but for the company Nintendo to produce a, their own video game magazine was huge. Keep it within your own market. Keep it within your own audience, and you keep the profits from it. It's genius. I just remember how great it was. Because it was, like I said, it told you everything. Told you everything. It would be like little jokes in there. Um, I think the biggest thing was, like, once again, if the game was actually good. Because there were so many times you go and you rent something and you're like, ooh, look at this cover art. And then you get it and you're like, this is absolutely horrible. Yep. Nintendo Power, I guess, could kind of construe it to where they say it's good. 
as I was watching the AVGN and they were talking about Nintendo Power saying that uh, Back to the Future has that unique LJN feel, which I guess is kind of like saying a small house is cozy <laughs> because <laughs> I've never yeah, played yeah. Back to the Future, but it looks absolutely horrible. And... Oh, it's bad. That was one of my first video games. Really? Uh, that I remember. Yeah. Well, all right. So my dad had an NES before I was born, or at least he got one when I was young. I remember growing up into it and playing it, and it was not good. Um, I'm trying to think of a comparison for it. But, yeah, sometimes the video games, the magazines can be a little bit biased when they're trying to sell something. Um, what can I compare it to? I really can't think of anything right now. It's just you literally running and trying to avoid objects. You're running up the screen trying to get clocks, trying to save some time, and you're trying to, oh, I guess, almost like Paperboy. It reminded me a lot of Paperboy. Without the isometric view of it? Correct. Is it one of those? Limited driving lanes. There was, it was kind of like, it was a little bit like Paperboy. Is it one of those uh, one hit in your dead type games, too? Like once something hits you? Yes, but, I mean, you weren't, like, dead dead. You'd have, like, you could just kind of keep going. It was one of those things. It was definitely one of those things. But yeah, it sounds like uh, Nintendo Power lied to some people. Yeah, Nintendo Power <laughs> to a lot of people. The jokes. I always enjoyed the jokes. You know, Nintendo's always like we've talked about before. Nintendo's always had this unique like approach to just how they present themselves, right? Just a very mm-hmm. unique approach how they present themselves. A jokey, happy, fun magazine. I mean, look at the artwork. Like. The, the the artwork on the, some of those early Nintendo powers are absolutely amazing. You go look in that like claymation, like um I gotta find it now. The Mario 2 one. Yeah, the Mario one. Uh you know, just how how just sweet that looked. You know, how cool it it gave it a special like just vibe to it. Uh I mean, I, I think I mentioned last time I talked to you that I have one of my co-hosts on the panel discussion brought me in a bunch of posters from old Nintendo Power magazines. And they look great. Like I said, I got Metal Storm. I got um, the Simpsons one. And just the, the art style that they used to, to help sell these magazines uh, was all really, really cool. And there's just so many extra incentives instead of just reading a instead of just reading a magazine. Yeah. Instead of just read, you're just it was more than that. You know, you buy some of these. How do I word this? There's a lot of magazines out there that are just magazines, right? You know, you get a couple opinion articles, you get a couple, um, you know, just, oh, here's a new recipe and stuff like that. Nintendo Power actually, like, rewarded people for buying it. You know, it wasn't just, yeah, you get magazine, you get articles from, you know, their opinionated journalists. But like like you mentioned, you get the previews, you get the cheat codes, you get walkthroughs, you get a poster. Like, how cool is that? That's like getting cereal with the toys in the box. You go, you could win a chance to uh, be what an extra in the max in the mass too. That never came out. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the gold, the gold cartridge, I believe is the only way that you could get it through the Nintendo power. Send away. I the think back gold- then, I know, I know a couple of people who bought it, uh, you know, in resale stores, but, um, Resale game shops. The original gold cartridge? Gold cartridge for Legend of Zelda? No, Nintendo World Championships. Oh, oh for Nintendo World Okay, no, no, no. Not yeah. that one. Sorry. <laughs> I knocked my headphones out for a second. When you said gold cartridge, I, I thought uh, 
You went to Zelda. No, but yeah, I went right to the Zelda because that that was the thing of beauty, even though it was just really cheap gold paint. Um, <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, but but it, you are right. You are right. You know that there's just certain incentives, gaming tournaments. You know, recruiting for gaming tournaments. Man, the the sky was the limit when you had magazines. Now it's like you got to find you got to find these articles. Uh, they're free online, so anybody can do them. It's just it's just not the same. Or I didn't you, personally have too much experience with Nintendo Power, though. What was yours? Yeah, because that was more. I think that's more of my age group. Right. Nintendo I mean, I always Power. appreciated it. I wanted it, even though I remember uh, one day we went to middle school. I was in middle school at LaSalle Middle in Western New York, Niagara Falls. And they had this big thing where in the morning crew, they had this, they try to sell the kids to have the kids sell magazine things. Yes. I don't know if you remember doing that back in the day. Yeah. And I told my parents, like, I want, like, I want Nintendo power and stuff. They're like, you don't even have a Nintendo. I'm like, I want one. I told them like, Hey, I want, I want a Nintendo power. They're like, you don't have one. And I want to give me a console. We were PlayStation exclusively. So um, we picked up PlayStation magazines every now and then from the old, I think it was Hills or Vix, one of those in, in that pla- in the plaza. Um, but uh, eventually for like a good five-year stretch, Game Informer was our go-to. That I probably had more experience with Game Informer than I did anything. I, other than Nintendo Power, I was definitely Game Pro because that's when I knew I could get a subscription to Game Pro was when those magazine sales were going out and I would be like, well, can I just get, can I just get it? She was like, well, I got to do something. And then she'd just buy like, go, what do you want? And I'm like game pro. And then I'd get game pro and I love game pro game pro probably was the only one other than Nintendo power that I went to constantly. Cause I, I do believe it was game pro game pro had the cool rating system where it was a number, I'm almost positive this is it. It wasn't a number, but it was a guy's like like a kid's face, and he had and he had uh had like headphones on, and depending on how good it is. Oh, that, I remember okay, I'm starting to remember this. I just looked it up. Yeah, it's like uh it's like a cool, yeah, there it is. It is Game Pro, the cool rating system. Where like the kid would be snoring if it's poor, fair, and all the different ones. Hot was like his face would be like all over the place, and hair was like, wow, this is like the best ever. And the cover art was really good. I always enjoyed the cover art, no matter what it was. But I had that. I had Game Pro forever. Like Game Pro was the one that I went to for everything. But they, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever picked up. If I did ever pick it up, it was in like passing. Like it was like it was never one of those ones that I was consistently going for. But if they had a cool cover, I'd pick it up. Yeah, Game Game Pro was like the best. Oh, you can buy an issue from January first, nineteen ninety five, with the Earthworm Jim on it. <laughs> How much is it going for? Uh, oh, it's out of stock. Yeah, GamePro was pretty like neutral. Like they did everything. Um, they did everything. Like I said, I was always a PlayStation guy. So I remember 
I think one of the early, and this was like, uh, I used to love bringing these magazines to school. Like I said, I used to love bringing these magazines to school and reading because everyone, you were the cool kid. Everyone wanted to read your magazine, even though I wasn't cool. People still like, it was like that little extra attention that you got. And, uh, is it like the, uh, you, you pull it out and like hope, hope somebody notices you're like, Hey, I got this gaming magazine. And then you're like, Oh, then somebody sees it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You could check it out with me. That's not a problem. <laughs> is it like that? Yeah. Pretty much okay. like that. Read along with me here. You can use it. Like I wouldn't let anybody straight up borrow it, but it, if you're sitting at a lunch table or we had like a study hall or some downtime, that's when, you know, yeah, you can look through it. Go for it. See, so. I, Whoa. Okay. Well, if you have a January 1st, 1989 um, Game Pro, they're selling that for $100 on Amazon. That's hmm. a little ridiculous. Uh, I, you know, some of those things got value to them, a little bit of a value to it. I was, yeah, because I was either Game Pro or I was either Nintendo Power. I was so against PlayStation. That's probably why I never had a PlayStation magazine. Yeah, I, I man, I the PlayStation ones were fun because I'll never forget when Resident Evil 2 was coming out, and I wasn't even allowed to play rated M games, rated T for teen. Like, my parents were definitely not let me have Resident Evil, but they they hyped it up, they wrote a big story about it, they showed f- like creepy photograph, like game photographs, they had their own like little art to it. And I think it was a Resident Evil 2 on that was on the cover of it, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so awesome because that was a whole other world like I wasn't even into yet. Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises now, but I wasn't, I, you know, I, I never I never was allowed to get into it when I was really young. So, you know, the, the magazine was a pretty, you know, uh, fair. It wasn't bloody or disgusting. And, you know, you can actually read into it, get excited for it. And I guess that, that, almost, that almost helped my, like, ambition to playing it, I guess, down the road. Did you know Sega tried to do this, too, with Sega Power? It's so I get that they did it, but really, like your rival Nintendo, uh, <laughs> your not rival Nintendo, just call it Nintendo Power. You know, Power. You're gonna call it Sega Power. That's weak. Or us, the Sega Magazine. Sega. See, I was. I had a. We had a Sega Saturn. <laughs> so there was a oh, Sega you poor Saturn. Bastard. You poor uh, guy. <laughs> that was such a bad decision. My brother came up to me and was like, "Hey," because we would always have our Madden seasons. And he was old enough um, where, like, he had a job and everything else. So he was going out, and he's like, I'm buying a system. What should I buy? So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, Sega Genesis was awesome. What is this PlayStation stuff? Who, who wants to play Sony PlayStation? So, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, and I'm like, uh, and, he's, and he's going, well, it's either the PlayStation or Saturn. And I was like, Get a Saturn. We cannot go wrong with a Saturn. Nothing can go wrong with a Saturn. Saturn is 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 going to be the best. And then I played. Then we played the Saturn, and it had huge memory card problems. It just was not anything good. And then a couple of years later, I got a PlayStation. Uh, like when they, the smaller version of the PlayStation of the PS One, I got that. And I played Madden on it, and I was like, why have I never used this before? Because I was super excited because the number of draft picks went from, like, four to seven <laughs> compared to the other systems. So that is how I got to say Saturn. Just okay. being, be, being a, 
going with what you know kind of type of thing, not trying to jump into the world of of something new, which I wish I should have because I've been a loyal PlayStation guy ever since. Yeah, I don't know what made us jump. I don't remember what made us jump over to PlayStation. I can't remember what was the, the thing. I, I think, oh, you know what? I think it was because, well, f- just the graphics, because uh, PlayStation, like PS1 and stuff, they, the maturity of the game is a way that, uh, <laughs> you know, it, just the, the, the visual style of it. There's a lot of cool games that my dad played as a kid that were like third-party games, and they went over to the uh, you know PlayStation. They just looked really good. I think Final Fantasy played a big part in that. And, oh. and then it was it was pretty cheap too. I think it was cheaper for to get a PlayStation than it was to go to the N sixty four. I think it was around the same price, maybe a little I'm bit similar. Sure. I can't recall. Actually, I don't know. It might it might have been a little different. Well, but I will say this: why I liked PlayStation Magazine so much. All okay. bias aside, they used to come with demo discs. Oh. Demo disc. That's a whole episode in itself. Oh, for sure it is. For sure it is. I uh, <laughs> I loved getting demo discs. Nintendo Power obviously didn't do that because they weren't going to give away demo cartridges. No. <laughs> demo disc. You know what I mean? They, I mean, it's people used to steal them. There was a couple times where we bought magazines hoping to get a demo disc, and we never got it. But, man, I loved PlayStation Magazine for giving away demo discs because none of the other magazines did that. I don't believe GamePro did it. I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe GamePro did it. I'll never forget. We got a demo disc out of PlayStation Magazine one time. It had Crash Bandicoot Warped. It had Tomb Raider. I think it was like Tomb Raider 3. Uh, There was a preview for Silent Hill. And there was a couple other demo games on there. A couple other demo games on there. And it was really like... It was really something. I, there was a lot of videos and stuff, but I would I would just play that. I was so excited for Crash Bandicoot three. You play the swimming level and, and all this stuff, but that and Tomb Raider. Like I said, I never played Tomb Raider before, but it was like this eerie. It had this the level we played. It was an, it, it gave you it was like it's eerie. You're like breaking out of a jail cell and it was really crazy. But um, demo disc, demo discs. Yep, those that was a big part, and I don't think it cost anything really extra. For PlayStation Magazine, they might have tacked on a couple, like two, three dollars to it. But man, you get a magazine to read and a demo disc, that's worth the price. Their covers look nice. I was just looking at some of the some of the stuff for PlayStation Magazine. I remember oh, seeing yeah. it. I just never. See, what helped too back then is the exclusives. Yeah. That's what helps sell individual gaming, you know, video game console magazines or video game company. Because, listen, you're not going to go to Nintendo Power. You're not going to find a Final Fantasy VIII. Nah, you know, those kind of games. You're not going to find any info on that. PlayStation would get those, and they get the cover, and there was just really, really cool artwork and renderings and all that stuff. And, you know, that, that's what helped, I think, so, sell, like, make video game magazines so special. You know, it was the, the console specific, the company specific ones. And, uh, you know, after everything started becoming uniform, like and Nintendo was the only one who could have 
probably got away with Nintendo Power for a much longer time. But like when PlayStation and Xbox all had started having the same type of video games, uh, lost it. You know, that kind of stuff lost its special feel. That's when Game Informer kind of took off. When once everything became kind of uh, relatively unified. When when third when you know third party games were more commonplace than than um, than console exclusives. Isn't Game Informer what they give you now if you like sign up for the... for GameStop? Yeah, they're they're yeah. one of their and all. My apologies if anybody are listening, but one of their overhyped, over hypersensitive employees like yeah man it's, it's all you just pay like twelve dollars a month and you get get the game card and get the game card and then you get the you get offers and then you get this i have one here it. in niagara falls who is such a salesman oh my god every time i go in there you want to buy uh you want to buy some like insurance or a warranty oh by the way we got some game informer we got a special deal if you get the game pro card and all this stuff i'm like Bro, I just want a fucking video game. All right. I don't buy video games ever. I'm buying something for my dad. Just give me the damn video game. Like, I don't need to get interrogated every time I buy something from this damn place. Do you want a pre order? You want to take yeah. a look at our pre order? No. <laughs> no, give me my game and let me go. You order, you pre order this. You get uh, you get some uh, certain skins and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that you get a bunch of DLC really... content. Yeah. OG oh, content that'll be, re- that'll be released in a gold edition like five in, in, in a month or two. Yeah. They'll laugh at me because they're like, I got, I got to, I got to update dad. Can, uh, cause I'll, I'll pause their internet at night on school nights. And I'm like, dude, can you uh, unpause my internet? I got to, um, go to do an update for Fortnite. And I said, yeah, that's why I still play Nintendo. And they're like, well, why do you still play Nintendo? I go, cause I don't have to worry about an update when I need to play <laughs> something. <laughs> it doesn't waste yeah. my time. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's for another, for another day. I I don't like Game Informer. I did it because I was what? like, I don't like Game Informer. I don't like the magazine. I don't like the layout. I, I love the that. format for Game Informer. I did I love did, it. I did the subscription the one time through GameStop because my oldest son really likes video games. So I figured we could, you know, father son thing. Check it out. I do not like Game Informer. I, I liked it when my dad was paying for it. <laughs> well, there's the difference. That <laughs> I liked when my dad was paying for it. it. Honestly, like I did love like the format. They had a couple cool articles. I like the previewing of games. I like the reviewing of games. You know, oh god, and the covers are really cool too. The covers are really cool too. And they used to also retroactively in the back pages of the game or uh, of the magazine, they used to retroactively like grade like old old games from like the early nineties and stuff. Oh, see, I did. I did like that. I just, I was either Nintendo Power or Game Pro, and then once they went away, and then plus to the internet now, like I said, everything's there. So pretty much, it's me look watching what guys do on YouTube to try and beat certain games and go, oh, that's, that's how you do they, it. Right. That's how you do it. Right. But I didn't like I didn't like the Game Informer magazine. I got it, and then. Uh, once the subscription ended, obviously, I don't think I was going to renew it, but it's not something that if I seen in a store, I would pick up for one. Nowadays, I wouldn't because I'm just not like it's like a lot of things it's like pro wrestling with a lot. I'm just not enveloped in video game culture anymore. Like, I don't I don't feel like I'm not around people all the time who play video games constantly or modern games. So um, 
so I, I don't feel the need to be informed about video games, like current gen video games. I, I do not like them. I do not like a majority of them. All right, I like what I like, and that's about it. What is the most modern game that you're probably playing right now? Not to get too off subject, but I to- oh my god, I haven't played a new video game in probably a couple months. The newest game, um, the newest game that I purchased was Pokemon Snap Two for the Switch. And I bought that at the end of, I think it came out at the end of May. Yeah, because my son was after that. And I haven't played it in a month and a half. Not because it's a bad game. It's just, what do you I do? don't have time. Because I don't have time. That's, mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. I literally bought a Nintendo Switch, and that memory card, because I had to buy a, a, a memory card, is full of games that I've beaten on other consoles. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I'm going to try and beat Resident Evil 4 for the fourth time. Or no, not not Re- Resident Evil Four would be the uh, excuse me that would be like the twentieth time I've tried to beat it, you know just just that's what I do. I hate myself <laughs> for that reason when it comes to video games. Uh, but yeah, I I just because it's so expensive. It is. It's such an expensive thing. I have this re- this Raspberry Pi um, retro emulator, and I can play whatever I want on it. And I have a short attention span as it is. So when I get, you know, I can get going on a game. If I keep dying, I'm just going to bounce out and go to something else. And that's, that's, that's my, I'm at the point where it's sports games. I really am becoming my dad sports games or older, like older generation games. There's no in between the oldest, nothing. Yeah. Well, the oldest game I'm playing right now is Bioshock. That's the oldest game. Oldest game you're playing or newest? Or, or the the newest, the newest. Okay. Like, but going back, but it gives me a headache. I can't gives me a headache. I can't do what? first person in some cases. I, I don't like the controls. I I'm not a big fan of the controls. Not, I don't know. Maybe because I don't understand it fully. Because I'm kind of in the same boat with you, unless it's sports or something of that nature or anything higher than a PlayStation two just kind of angers me. <laughs> right. The last game I beat, well, that's pretty new as I beat rogue squadron for. PS4. GameCube? Oh, 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 that rogue the squadron. New one, the new one, that rogue. Okay. Squadron. That rogue squadron. I got that for my dad, but, but yeah, I mean, back to the magazine bit, it's like, you know, it's just, when magazines were, it's same as newspapers nowadays. When newspapers were your only source of information, when mm-hmm. magazines were your only source of information, they were really, really cool. And now that the internet is here, uh, as much as we all love it, and as much as a lot of people love to hate it, you know, it, it's it's kind of deemed video game magazines completely unnecessary. Yes. Completely unnecessary. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. You know what I mean? I used to love, I mean, all right. So let me ask you this. You've pooped once or twice in your life, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. sure. I have to, I have to, me too. So, you know, back in the day when you're young and uh, I mean, I was young in the, in the nineties, right? Mid nineties. I'll never forget reading the back of toothpaste mm-hmm. and, and learning about all the crap they put in toothpaste and whatever was just closest to me. Or I read, uh, they used to have the TV guide magazine. There was like a TV guide magazine or some of these newspaper. My dad used to have a nice and folded up and we had that. But then when we started getting the actual like video game magazines, I, I enjoyed myself a lot more, right? There was something, there was something to substantiate some substance to read. 
that I appreciated. And they added to it. Nowadays, I can hop on my phone. I can look at Google. I can look at all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I can watch YouTube videos now. It's completely deemed the, the importance. And, you know, just psychologically, you don't you just don't need it anymore. You just don't need the magazines anymore. But, you know, they were part of this very golden age that made, I think, video games so unique and so special. You know, now a lot of people view them as special because the online, the you can play with people from, you know, across the world. And it's this cool thing. But I feel like there was a legit there was I think video games were more cultured back then when there's magazines behind it, when there's local, you know, couch co when couch co-op was the only way to go when console exclusives, you know, all these over the top, not all the games felt the same, even though some of them kind of were. Uh, you know, they didn't feel the same. And now, now I feel like, you know, and maybe I'm just out of touch. You know, I just, I'm not one of these guys who's like, oh, look at this Fortnite and Call of Duty and all these massive on player, massive on player, on, I keep saying on player, online multiplayer games and stuff like that. I just never got into that. I just never got into it. So, uh, you know, and, and to me, it just feels like it's lost its, its uniqueness. Like now you can do cross play. You know, yeah. there was like there's legit good reasons to get different consoles back in the day. And now there there isn't. No, because you could just pretty much do anything off of another console or go online and download it, the video game hacking and everything else. I almost wish kind of for the same reason. It was something to read. It was something good, especially and not only when you are going number two, but when you are eating a delicious breakfast cereal as well, and you've already read the back of the Captain Crunch box a million times, sit down with your nice bowl of cereal in the morning. Somebody's having a read in the paper. I'm reading my Nintendo Power and my Game Pro, and I'm going through it, and I'm seeing. It became as I was. I'm pretty much a teenager when you're when you were a kid, and it almost became the sears catalog in a way which game do i want oh yeah that's, or that's even great. my menu for a friday night of not what i want to eat but maybe what do i want to rent what do i want to what what should i look at if game pro is saying this is really good or nintendo power is saying this is really good maybe i should check it out maybe i should do this you know and definitely rent it and then if i like it ask for it for christmas and see how it goes from there I miss the I miss the video game. I miss the, just saying if a video game is good, I just pick up the magazine, I do it, and I know the internet's quicker and everything else. But everybody's got a damn opinion. You can't ask for it on Facebook because everybody has ninety thousand different opinions on Facebook. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> even online, you know, it's like who do you really go to? But I always felt like Game Pro never let me down. Nintendo Power, obviously, because it's going to, you know, like I said, give you the uh, realtor. If a house is way too small for you, they'll be like, well, it's cozy. That's the way Nintendo Power is going to be. But I really, I I do miss them. I miss, I miss it a lot. I wasn't much of a reader as a kid, but if you give me a video game magazine or a comic book. And oh, 100%. I, if I was into it that's what i was reading and yep. it wasn't was it was i reading a novel was i being cultured no 
but was I reading? Yes. And I think that was the number one thing that I got out of it is I was reading it and it was something I look forward to every month, especially in the mail. That's the other thing. If you got a subscription, what, what great thing is it for? Oh man, we come to- home. Yep. It's like right there. Now, what do we get as an adult? A bill, bill, a bill, a bill, junk, junk, bill, bill, bill. And there's no cool video game magazine. I probably could get a video magazine subscription, but I'm too busy paying for all the damn bills I get in the mail to to afford it. (laughs) It's true. That was the whole beauty behind it. I do find the whole YouTube thing maybe a little bit easier because I could kind of see what people are doing. But knowing how good of a game is and it's just not some guy on YouTube that I don't know. I can't decipher whether he's getting paid to do it, even though you're supposed to put that up, you know, pay to say it's good or bad or whatever, or listening to him. Cause we play, we, we both play Madden. I'm so sick of watching these guys on YouTube play Madden. So. Uh, yeah. And they pop on Facebook all the time. And mm-hmm. no, I agree. I, I miss just honest reviews, uh, just good journalistic, honest reviews. And, but you are right. Like, I mean, I used to love, don't get me wrong. I used to love reading comic books, you know, uh, back in the day, good, or just reading in general, but reading comic books, reading those magazines. Cause it was, it was reading material. Like I said, they, they can't, they can't yell at you and say that you don't know how to read and you don't read when you're re- clearly reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. There's about stuff you love too. Like, I feel like video game talk was like a little taboo back in the day. Like if you're in elementary school, you, you didn't really have, like you're, excuse me, you're in a classroom all day. And the only time you get to talk about anything is lunch or in the morning. And plus too, when you're young, the, the level of, you know, some people aren't allowed to play video games at, at a young age. Some people, um, also too, at this age, not a lot of people's tastes are refined and you don't have a, like, I, I used to love final fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody in my elementary school, cl- school classes to talk about me and talk with me about final fantasy. Not until I got to high school and all that stuff. Like, and, and you start meeting more people, people play, have more, have money. They, they play more games, uh, you know? So that's why like the video game magazines were so nice. And so, you know, just good to discuss and uh and just read about i i, I really do like i'll not, i'll appreciate them if, if i can find old nintendo powers and stuff i'm probably gonna start collecting them again i easily happily would because that's what i like to do i'm glad you brought that up about the school and it'd be a kind of taboo because especially if you had an older teacher nowadays an older teacher kind of grew up in the video game age yeah but back when i was in school and you know late 80s early 90s say in elementary school in there oh your teachers were older dirt yeah they didn't what what was video games to them that was just a distraction from something distraction from college from (laughs) this life it was just stupid stuff my fifth grade teacher we actually played madden it was the last day of school he goes you and my parents knew him, so it was all cool. And he goes, after you know, after today, you want to play some Madden, and and we did, <laughs> but and, and we totally did. We we like it was like the last day of school, last day of fifth grade, and we played Madden. I think it was two thousand one or two thousand two. I think it was two thousand and two. We just hung out and talked about it, and it was the coolest. It was like the coolest thing. Um, 
to be able to do that. But that was like a rarity though. Cause that, that he, well, one, he was my first male teacher and two, it just, you just didn't have, you didn't get to talk to teachers about that sort of stuff. Like, right. You didn't, you didn't get to talk to teachers like that. Um, back then so they they the the relative you know and you're you're in elementary school and your teachers are grown adults paying bills there's no like relation there's no commonality there and then to be able to find one that talks video games and stuff with you that's the way to go that's the best thing you can happen i don't think i had like a really young kind of like fresh out of school teacher until i got to high school so did i Mm-mm-mm. that was uh shout out to mr maynard wearing the star wars tie that's when I was like, oh, he's cool. cool. I had his wait, uh, Mr. Swim coach. Yeah. Oh, he was a young one too. Yeah. He was, I had him like, I had his wife as my science teacher. What a wonderful woman. First or second year, like of him teaching. But that was like the first kind of cool. Te- oh no. I had Mr. Showers. He went on to become a principal, but he was, oh more- yeah. He was more of a substitute. He took us to, uh, he took us out of school in summer to go play baseball. And he took us to when the Niagara Falls had the Rapids, he took us to practices there instead of being inside of school. But other than that, I had all older teachers that you mentioned video games or anything like that to them. They were like, nope. Like you were shocked that you weren't getting beat by a ruler or something of that nature. Yeah. I got here with that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to play your space invaders or your centipede <laughs> or anything of that nature. But video game magazines, it was it was absolutely amazing. I loved them all. Is there anyone that you ever had other than the ones that you mentioned that you might have picked up oh, when I was younger you mm. and you were like, This is this is not good at all? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's a couple, I mean, there's, there was those lousy issues. If, oh, you mean if there was like a brand that I picked up? Yeah. That you were like, nah, I don't oh, want. that's, that's tough. There was some like really quick ones. Like you could just tell the publication was bad. I can't remember their names, but there was a lot of bad ones. There was a, uh, you know, I, you just seen them, you picked them up. They felt chintzy. I, I can't remember any specific names of them though. But usually one those ones didn't last too long. There was always some kind of knockoff, always some kind of knockoff video game magazine that nobody gave a crap about. But um you know, when you're a kid, you appreciate you don't appreciate the the work that people are putting into things. You just see the the how cool it looks. And that's why those like when you're a kid, game informer, um, and stuff like that, they always just did better. You know, they they just they the the the, the they just looked way better. I'll never forget bringing to school the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, Game Informer. Ooh. And it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful white cover. I got a lot of cool. I got, it's really cool. Beautiful white cover had CJ on it. I, I think he was on, he was on the cover as well, but the, the, the entire front was like just this white, just plain white. And it just looked so sharp. And had the San Andreas logo and, and brought it to school. And I was not even allowed to play Grand Theft Auto. I used to go across the street and play it over my neighbor's house. But, um, you know, but, but yeah, this is before it came out. They were showing the bikes, the, all the different new styles of missions you can do. And I was like, man, this is just good stuff. And I was just, but it, that, that was one of like my favorite covers. Um, but there's a lot of good ones. There's so many good ones. I never, 
I never picked it up, but I, for some reason, I never got into Electronic Gaming Monthly. That was like the oh, one that, I, that every time I looked familiar. at, every time I looked at it, I was like, uh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Give me my Game Pro, other than Game Informer. Oh, uh, Electric Gaming yeah. Monthly, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah, that I just completely slandered all they over. Still, I think they're still going. I think it's still, I think it's still, go, I think it's still going. I so looking at through a lot of these, a lot of them stopped publishing the issues between 2011 and 2012. Yeah. Like the last Nintendo power was December 11th of 2012. Yeah. That's when the internet really started. I mean, that's when everybody had it. Everybody had a laptop. You had smartphones. Absolutely no need for, uh, I mean, just very minimal need for, for magazines at that point, but ga- I think Game Informer is still going. Or if it did stop, it, it within the last five years. I completely lost my train of thought. I was I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was at a question, and then it just oh, with everything. <laughs> oh my goodness, my head is not here today. But it, it's like two thousand. Well, YouTube was getting big around then too. The whole YouTube. Yeah, people start doing like this is like when I'm like, really? People watch other people play video games. Like that's when this boom started to happen. So you really didn't need it. And then, you know, everyone's grafting. All these big companies are are going to these big time YouTube people and they're like, hey, can you demonstrate our game and get some get some eyes on it? And that was the boom around then, like 2010, 2011. That's when all that really started. I still miss them. I Nintendo Power. Oh, I Nintendo Power actually has their own podcast now. Do they really? Yeah, they started uh, December twentieth, two thousand and seventeen. Officially returned as a podcast. So they just. So they came back as a podcast. Nintendo always finds a way. And uh, that's that's probably their ultimate testament is every time you think they're gone, they always find a way. Right. They, so they came back, they came and they were like, hey, we're just going to kick this in the podcast form. <laughs> More power to them. I think that's kind of cool. No, I, I, I certainly agree. I certainly agree. What? Missed the video game magazine so much. No, as do I. That's got any other final thoughts or anything of that nature? Uh, I do not. I do not at this time. I think I got everything off my chest. I think I did. As we go through the this video game uh, whirlwind of, I could I couldn't believe how many magazines they were. That was the one thing that as when I was looking through everything of how many magazines there were, but. And that I only stuck with Nintendo Power or Game Pro. That's probably my biggest take out of going back through this. And you make me realize that having a younger teacher probably does help with a lot of different things instead of playing Madden in the classroom. So thank you for coming on. Is there any shows you want to plug, Matt? Um, Just come out and check out our our wonderful network at uh, BICBP-radio.com. 
literally there's something here for there's something here for everybody there's something there for everybody and we uh you know everybody's got a great show there's all sorts of different um types of podcasts and we just highly highly recommend um you know that you just just go visit our website and go check it out all right and with that being said thank you once again for listening and remember to check out new episodes of let's talk but no politics okay every sunday right here on the bicbp radio network apple podcast spotify google podcast uh amazon music check out bonus episodes every friday at 7 p.m eastern on the helium radio network and also go to the let's talk but no politics okay facebook page great content going on there as well still working on that toy tournament even though facebook kind of got rid of the whole poll option but that's neither here or there uh and also go check out the youtube channel for some great content there as well and with that being said good morning good afternoon and Okay, we all see celebrity stories on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere we can absorb information from every day. But what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it? Hi, I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.